morning, you guys, and happy Friday. It's Amanda and Barron. So, again, I want to do a shout out for the Heart of the Valley Home Show. It is November 10th through the 12th at the Oregon State Fairgrounds, uh, presented by Terrace Hardscaping. You'll find everything you need to make your home the envy of the neighborhood. Um, they also will have chances to win a Traeger grill, a patio heater, and a backyard fire pit custom built by Terrace Hardscaping. That one you do not want to miss out on. So, again, that's the 10th through the 12th of November at the Oregon State Fairgrounds. Okay, so we've got an article in front of us, and it looks like two LGBTQ youth are suing the Oregon Youth Authority, saying that they were abused while in custody. Um, And the Oregon Youth Authority is the correction facilities in the state of Oregon that house um, any people that are up to, I believe, 24 years old. I'm not, I'm not sure the exact age. Oh, from people 12 to 24 years old. There you go, right there. Um, Which it does say it oversees about 400 young people from 12 to 24 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, the agency has 274 youth in custody, about 500 more in the community and the probation. So the ones that have left incarceration, mm-hmm. but they're overseeing 874 youth. Yeah. Total. Yeah. And even when they're in probation, there's still some degree of oversight that's occurring. Absolutely. Um, So these two uh, men, um, Mackay and Trevor, I don't want to use their last names. It's not really important. Um, They filed separate $1 million lawsuits in June. Um, And then they have the same lawyer uh, working on their cases. And it looks like they said it's not just one person and it's not just one case or one facility um, or just a couple bad apples here and there. They said it's really just like a lack of policy, a lack of education, both within the agency itself and throughout the employees and other inmates uh, in these uh, facilities. Well, and and it's interesting about what they're suing for. Yeah. So they're, they're alleging that they were in custody and they faced verbal and physical abuse tied to their sexual orientation. Mm-hmm. First off, you lost a lot of your rights when you got incarcerated. Right. You're at an age when people are mean to each other to begin with and you have an orientation with each to pick on. Mm-hmm. Is it worth a million dollars? I don't know. Right. Okay. We're going to send it to Dan Bongino. It's Amanda and Baron again. So we are talking about uh, the two LGBTQ youths that are suing the Oregon Authority, saying that they were abused while in custody. So we're going to kind of pick back up on that. Now, these two men, boys, um, they were under the age of 18 when they were first incarcerated. So let's put that into perspective, that these are children, youth, um, and then you throw in that they're bisexual, they're confused. They're trying to find their identity, who they are. And then you put them in a facility with a bunch of other troubled kids. Troubled boys. Troubled boys. Yeah. We're, we're, we're not in a mixed sex facility. This is all boys. Yes. And it does say in this article that all of the boys in that facility were under 18. Mm-hmm. Now, I remember when I was under 18, and I'm sorry, boys will be boys. Yes. And I don't care whether you're LBGTQ or whether you're just Boys will be boys, mm-hmm. and they will find a way to pick on other boys for whatever. You any, know? any reason. You know, I mean, when I was that age, I had an acne problem that wouldn't go away. Mm-hmm. And you'll pick on me because, oh, you're, you zits on your face. Right. Boys are boys. Yeah. We also have an agenda that the media is pushing pretty heavily when it comes to the LBGTQ community. Yes. Which is just poking this issue heavily. Yeah. What the article doesn't say is, did... did 
did Trevor do something to poke the bear back? Right, exactly. Like, are they being mean back to the other people? Like, well, I'm better than you, or you will respect me because that's what you have to do, or it's a hate crime, or you know what I mean? Um, we are getting a really one-sided story, so it's hard yeah. to... Um, well, I do know that my, my daughter worked for a number of years in the foster care system, and mm-hmm. she helped find houses for for this eight, for this demographic, okay. right? So if there are youth that are 12, 13, 14, and they're foster kids, and they are LGBTQ kids, it's a little hard to find a house that will take those kids. Yes. Those kids also figured out that, I don't like being here. And so then they would just scream, I don't like being here. Well, the foster system still has to accommodate them somewhere. Right. So then they would take them to a hotel with a pool oh. and a TV mm-hmm. and a maid. And then the foster system had to actually watch them until they found a new house for them. Yeah. So these kids are also figuring out how to work the system in their favor. Exactly. And that's kind of what one of the one of the kids, um, I don't know if it was uh, Trevor or Mackay, but they were saying that um, the correction facility, they would say that uh, you're just trying to use your sexuality to get what you want because I guess they would make complaints that, you know, the inmates are picking on me, the other youth are being mean to me, they're being verbally and physically mean, and it got to be so much all the time that the staff we're like you're you're not you're complaining all the time to get your way and we're not going to put up with it. You're not going to get you're not going to get a new celly. You're not going to be put alone. We're not going to keep transferring you just because your feelings are hurt. Um and well, so I, I understand that yeah. in a way, but then I also don't know the full story, so it's hard to gauge it as well. Well, and this does show one side of the story. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the deeper issue right here for me is let's take the LBGTQ out of the picture altogether. If you have a problem where boys are picking other boys and the, uh, the staff is not dealing with it, that's the problem. It doesn't justify a million-dollar lawsuit. Right. No, not at all. Good morning, you guys. It is Amanda and Baron. We are back again. Okay, so. (laughs) She chuckles Uh, because this is a really interesting one. It's a frustrating one. Okay, so Oregon has $3.6 million in grants to help refugees from Afghanistan. Um, So it looks like the Oregon Department of Human Services, sorry, refugee program recently announced that the $3.6 million in grants for service like housing assistance, health care, youth mentoring, legal assistance for refugees from Afghanistan, which fell to the Taliban in 2001 after a two-decade war. So I want to take a little change out of that sentence. Okay. Okay. The Oregon Health... The Oregon Department of Human Services announced a $3.6 million grant for housing assistance, health care, youth mentoring, legal assistance for the homeless people in Oregon. Yeah. That sounds like a better solution. Yeah, because here we are facing a, a payroll tax uh, that they want to tax on the city of Salem for our homeless people. In um, Salem. In Salem that we don't have enough money for. But then here we are willing to give $3.6 million to other people to come into our country yeah, and house them and feed them and give them health care and, and all of those things when 
Have you seen our streets? Well, and don't get me wrong. I mean, I I'm, I try to be a humanitarian, too. Yes. And I feel bad for the people of Afghanistan. Absolutely. And the fact that Afghanistan fell to the Taliban in 2021 after a two-decade war. Not our problem. Yes. Our problem is our people here <laughs> our right now. Our problem is the homeless in front of the Rite Aid in downtown Salem. That they say we can't afford to do anything with, but yet here we are helping Afghanistan. So they say that... <laughs> See, I told you guys this would be good. <laughs> More than 1,400 refugees have arrived in Oregon from Afghanistan since August of 2021. Which is um, only two years ago. And and when we post that, we're giving you guys $3.6 million. So hold on, wait Why a second. Why not come to Oregon? Yeah. So uh, during this break, I'm going to do a little bit of math and see how much of this. So if these 1,400 refugees utilize this whole $3.6 million, I'm curious how much money we're giving to each of them. I'm on it right now. Because it's frustrating. Our, our, our children and our veterans and the homeless people around here, we need help first. We need to help our people first and foremost. It's Amanda and Barron. And so we were talking about how Oregon's giving $3.6 million in grants to help refugees from Afghanistan. So it looks like an immigrant and refugee community organization is a Portland-based resettlement agency with statewide reach. Helped more than 700 arrivals from Afghanistan in just 2022. Um, You know, I'm still really frustrated about this because... I just don't get it. And here's one of the quotes in the article uh, that a lady said, the housing challenges in Oregon have directly impacted our Afghan refugees. We continue to focus on the housing and navigating the rental assistance and other supports and services as we find adequate housing, especially for families, has been a challenge. You don't think that's a challenge for us also? You don't think that's a challenge for our veterans that live on the street? You don't think it's a challenge for... Oregon citizens, let alone refugees. And that's why, and then you guys come in and you give them all of this money that I'm sure is our taxpayers' dollars. And then you house them in our houses and yet we still can't have get in because you're giving it away. Well, for people that know me in the community, for a while I worked for Serpro. And one of the biggest contracts that Serpro got was the Rite Aid downtown. And every other day you would see a serb pro rig outside there because we would they hired us to come and pressure not uh, i don't know there anymore but they hired them to yeah. pressure wash the concrete and then the, they had to do the homeless across I, the street that it wasn't serb pro's job to figure out where they were going to go they just had to leave the concrete so that serb pro could pressure wash the concrete mm-hmm. because right it paid serb pro to do that right so except I, 3.6 million dollars could have put those people into one of the vacant buildings in this town mm-hmm. and solved our problem, not Afghanistan's problem. Yes, we need to focus on. So we broke it down for the seven or the fourteen hundred for three point six million. Yeah, and that was around. Let's see. Each each refugee got two thousand five hundred and seventy one dollars. And that's crazy. If, that, you, if just based on the numbers, it's not this hard. And that's probably just to get them started. I'm sure then they continue to help well, there's them other with programs all the... There. Oh, yeah. They continue to help them with all of the things. The Rite Aid thing, though, I want to touch on that. I think I did an article, and it was like something like almost $100,000 a week to have the the pressure washing. And, it's a, it's and a good contract for Serpro. It was a good... Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm frustrated about this because I just think that we need to put our money into our people. And my heart does go out to the Afghanistan people and, and, 
if they're on hard times and fleeing from their country. And I get that. But again, it's not our problem. Our problem is the homelessness. Our problem is the kids that aren't getting fed and eating. Our problem is the trash that is looting all over the place. Our problem is the housing crisis and that it's not affordable to live here. But yet we've got people like that taking in the low incoming housing from us because they've got the grants. And well, I just wonder if we reverse the roles, okay? Yeah. So let's say something horrible happened inside the United States and Americans had to flee this country because of whatever happened. Would Canada take us in? Would Brazil take us in? Would France take us in? But somehow we become the police of the world and we have to be the oh, savior. Oh, yeah. Our borders are down. Everyone yeah. come and join us. 